Episode 26, man. What's going on? Not a lot. Not Dude, a lot. that is 26 is officially half a year. Okay. 52 weeks in a year. We have officially been doing this for an entire half of a year. Yeah. And you, I go pull it up on the, the tracker, and it's, it's pretty cool to see just seven days in between everything. Yeah, it's a nice marketer check off. Nice, so. nice to be consistent. Yeah. yeah. But speaking of consistent, man, like, had some interesting shirts the last few weeks. Yeah. Jeff, you uh, didn't fail to disappoint this week, man. That is no. a uh, no, sweet uh, <laughs> sweet pair of threads you're rocking, man. That's a nice pearl snap. I'm not going to lie. I was real proud when I saw this. There was a time in my life when I looked for shirts like this. I went everywhere. I thought you would find shirts like this, and I looked and looked and looked. And at 38 years old, I've stopped looking, and this one just falls into my lap. So no, I want to know. It's pretty fantastic. I want to know how many losers passed up on that shirt before. <laughs> the only dude, the only way you should get that shirt is if a woman at Goodwill hung it on the rack after a woman found it in the sorting, after a woman turned it in. Because no man should pass that shirt up. <laughs> yeah, well, my wife feels differently. She feels like <laughs> one man should have. <laughs> she so, doesn't like it? No, she actually, surprisingly enough, like I give her a hard time. My wife's real cool, and uh, she she gave me a big smile whenever I walked in with this on. Because, I mean, I, I put it on in the truck because I wanted her reaction. And, uh, yeah, when I walked in, she was she was impressed. I could tell. <laughs> yeah. Uh -huh. so. No, it, it's it's a uh, it's a it's a good find. Um, you know, I'm not afraid to walk into a thrift store to try to find something unique, and uh, this was this was definitely a good find. I like it. No, like, I feel like Graham Parsons in this. How much you pay for? Uh, like four ninety nine. Even better. Yeah, it was like pressed already. Man. Yeah, dude, it's got creases it's and everything. It's crisp. Is it? <laughs> it's crisp. <laughs> it's crisp. Uh, uh, hey, anyway, uh, a few weeks ago. A couple episodes ago, we played a uh, played a video of a guy in Canada, yes. vegan protesting outside his restaurant, Antlers. I Peaceful believe. protest, yes. Yeah, in in Canada. Go ahead and play that video, and we'll we'll talk over it. But anyway, if you remember, you got so you got vegans Antler protesting outside of of this guy, so he gets a little upset about it. Way. Uh, and decides to bring a, an to entire show us deer leg, leg what out. What animal would that be, guys? Uh, start carving that bad so boy up. So what he's doing here uh, is uh, to of, mock uh, us. The owner of, of this restaurant. Anyway, I forgot his name, but it's out there. Uh, I, I, so I the do believe, ironically, his last name is Hunter. But I, I could be wrong. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, but he actually went on Joe Rogan's podcast. At uh, Antler Restaurant. To give his side of the story the on, on why the leg he did of an that, animal uh, which is pretty interesting. To this yeah, table well, where people are only supposed to be dining. These guys, uh, this is you know, they're talking about happen, the peaceful course, protest, and, doing it deliberately uh, and then how he's deliberately to, doing this in front of them, which is his hot. peaceful right protest of their peaceful protest. So I don't really see what the problem is. Uh, now, when he went on the Rogan show, um, is this the first time these guys have shown up to his store to protest in front of his restaurant? This one right here. You can see yes. the owner has no, he gave the story. The leg of a recently murdered uh, animal to a dining table at the front of the restaurant. <laughs> to actually Tell, I'm sorry, man. That dude on the left in all black has not been a vegan for very long. No, it's hard conducting to, a legal protest. That man is not malnourished at all. He dove in head first for these guys, though. This is what he's he's doing. thinking that leg looks delicious. Yeah, he is. He's definitely reconsidering his, yeah. his choice. My guess would be that he's there trying to pick up chicks. <laughs> what animal would that be, guys? Um, what animal would this be? A calf? The ironic thing that he Anybody did say, though, is they be? only protest his store. Yeah. Uh, across the street is a legitimate butcher uh, a who deer. has I think it's a deer. Uh, so it looks like he's legs of the leg cow of and obviously in, uh, certain cuts of meat in the window, hanging the front in the window store, of his restaurant to taunt in the, the window activist. and all that. Yeah. Uh, they don't do anything to protest uh, the guy across the street, uh, but they've been protesting this guy. Now, for what reason? Is it because of uh, 
his use of wild game in his menu. That was the stupidest reason you ever Yes, yes, perfect, perfect, lower, right, lower, good. All right, Antlers is a a 45-seat restaurant in Canada. As you can see, the owner of this restaurant, uh, Antler, which is named after apparently one of the, the, practice the hip of hunting things animals, these days, removing parts of their bodies, is has deliberately to, brought what and, and I'm talking over deer. this guy, because this dude's just a whiny little girl. To taunt the activist, he's brought uh, but the anyway, recently murdered deer uh, to the You know, the cool thing nowadays is to, is to have a sign in front of your in front of your even restaurant, know if this is legal yeah. for him to be doing and this, put clever sayings on it, and you know, try and get it on, on I Twitter don't know or what Facebook or whatever. Achieve. Uh, this particular restaurant put and venison here, is the new so kale. They're going to enter for some reason. So they took and it real personally. Wow. So uh, that's sacrilege, in, uh, apparently, to talk about kale. Complying with man. health the superfood. Police are here so. now talking to the owner. <laughs> anyway, that so so the police come in. In this dining area, which to taunt the <laughs> they're doing what I would do. I would just go in there and laugh out the window at him too. Because <laughs> nobody's doing anything illegal. You're just—they're just there wasting your time. This is my favorite part of this video. Yeah. Is at the end. So he's giving the police some explanation as yeah, to why it's, it's he's dismembering funny. a deer at the front window. Don't go in there. Look at what they're doing. They're trying to taunt us. All right, see. The front window of this us. restaurant <laughs> to taunt. These activists. See, people are trying to go in and eat, and that's what they're getting. Organizer here, Marnie, Jill. Why do they always look like that? They always look cold. I'm going to guess because it's because they don't have any it's meat. It's the on lack their of meat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dude, he took oh, it all done. down. That's a good job. Have you ever, have you ever, like, you know, butchered a deer? Uh, okay, so it's actually brought the dead. It's not easy. Police have actually entered the restaurant. They are talking to the owner about his taunting of the activists. They are not here to confront us. And the police specifically <laughs> entered the restaurant. Hey, wait, listen to this. To apparently confront the owner of his dismembering of the leg of a recently murdered deer in the dining area, the front window of his restaurant wait instead of the it. kitchen, wait to taunt it. these activists. Wait for no it. idea what the police are saying, but. Dude, this is the the reasonable part. conclusion is they're not pleased. Here they didn't enter to have a good laugh with the owner about it. Man. They are not pleased about it. Set it up perfectly. And they don't want an escalation. That would be my presumption. Here it comes. Here it comes. I just see them smiling. That's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best. It is, it, that is worth watching that entire video he just was. to hear the disappointment yeah. in his voice at his, the end. His commentary of what he assumes is going on is it just shows you, like, how far removed people are from each other. Like, he really assumed <laughs> that they were as outraged as he was of the dismembering of this you know, animals. Yeah. So, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So he puts a sign in front of his, his door that says venison is the new kale, fine uh, words. which apparently to a vegan or those vegans, I won't say to all vegans because they're probably just a small minority. Kale is like the vegan steak, man. It is. It's, yeah. it's the top of the top. Yeah. So they, yeah, they decided to, to do that. Um, and he said he didn't have a problem with them, but he said every now and then, um, a customer would get harassed as they went in, you know, yeah. for eating murdered animals. So he would call the cops on them to say, hey, you know, they're, do they have the right to do it, whatever. And so they got mad. And so now they, I think they line up every weekend and protest them. Uh, like I was saying, there's a butcher shop across the street. They um, leave it alone. And they, they don't mess with that. So it's obviously they got a vendetta it's against a this guy. Yeah. You know? And, uh, and well. to quit they want him to hang a sign in his shop uh, that basically promotes the vegan lifestyle. Whoa, 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 whoa. So for them to quit doing what they're doing, this peaceful protesting, they want him to hang a sign. So what does that sound like to you? They're putting demands out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sounds like they're trying to bully oh. this guy a little bit, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Yep. See, yeah. the... Which the bully is strong in these people, and they act like they're not the bullies. Don't be, don't be caught sleeping. And Stay that's, woke. And that's, that's the thing, man. Is like, I don't care if you're vegan, man. Have you ever had kale? Yeah, it's, it's not that good. 
I like spinach better. My wife, my wife cooks kale all the time, and I actually, if I salt it up, I actually like it, man. It's a super food. It is. I yeah, feel man, pretty it's good super. For you. I think you just like the taste of salt. I do like the taste <laughs> of salt. <laughs> yeah, I told the guy I work with, I was like, you know, like meat, salt, and water. What else do you need? <laughs> yeah, maybe some potatoes. Yeah, I don't do potatoes that much either. Sweet potatoes for dessert. That's about it. But yeah, anyway. So I mean, and that that's so that that's why he. Uh, that's why, just because of the sign. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's pretty. I mean, and I, like I said, man, I'm not gonna say all vegans. They do have a stereotype, obviously. Yeah. But at least those particular vegans are pretty there's, petty. There's a lot of different reasons to be vegan. Uh, I work with a guy, and this is no lie. He is not a vegan by choice. He was uh, working in the woods. Uh, tick got on him. Um, he found it when he went home. Pulled it off. Uh, didn't think anything of it. You know, he gets ticks all the time, but apparently this tick was special, and he now has an allergic reaction to any product that comes from a mammal. This is no lie. He went to the doctor, and they said that they did not know that this was actually a thing until a doctor actually had it happen to him, and after, like, trying to figure out why he was having all of these allergic reactions, uh -huh. he tracked it down to a tick bite. And it has something to do with, you know, enzymes and things that happen. But, you know, it's kind of like, you know, a funky tick disease, but it, it makes you allergic to the products of mammals. So he is, he is a vegan because now he can still have, like, meat, but it has to be in the form of, uh, you know, like, like a fish or something like that. But even, like, milk and eggs and things like that kind of mess with him a little bit. Um, like, weird stuff. So what, so what happens when he eats meat? He is it like has, a peanut reaction where he could like swallow up and it's, die? It's, it's or weird. does he just get the Hershey squirts for a little bit? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, no. It, I'm it's, eating meat. It's more like it makes him feel bad all over. Like his whole body doesn't feel right. And like he gets like real red. Uh -huh. um, and he starts, like for a long time before he knew what was going on, he honestly thought that he was having serious blood pressure issues and thought he had a heart condition. Oh. Okay. But it, it was the reaction to the food. So you kind of have to like keep an EpiPen around just in case. But it's weird because they told him it was mammals, but he's having reactions to like chicken and a few other things. So, so if you, uh, if that were you, dude can't eat pizza. If that were you, and let's just say that EpiPens aren't six hundred dollars a pop. I mean, you, you have. Are you asking me if I just eat till I die? I'm, I'm asking you <laughs> if you just eat and stick yourself every time. Because that's <laughs> like, that's like the, that diabetic that doesn't want to give up candy. That's kind of like, where I'm at. Yeah. Like I'm just I'm I'm going to like, to like, Cattleman's. Like how Fife Dog managed his uh diabetes. Yeah, I'm just I'm going to Cattleman's with an EpiPen. I'm gonna gorge on the meat <laughs> and then I'm gonna stick myself and we're gonna go home. It, yeah, I think the EpiPen keeps you from having the major reaction that kills you in the moment, but like he seriously felt terrible like There's like, no medication you can give him? No, man, he's it's take like, some Benadryl, man, be good to go. I'm just saying. I'm sure if he could just take some Benadryl and that's eat pizza, a, he would take a Benadryl well, and eat pizza. That's a terrible way to go, man. That's that's no, a terrible. He's, he's learned how to do some things. He can eat turkey, so he does get to have meat. But it's like, at at first he was like, man, he's like, I've had turkey everywhere you can have it. He's like, I'm tired of it. But he's learned a lot of things, and he's, um, I don't know, he's got a, he's got a diet now. But man, he had to learn it. Like he no cheese. No, 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 oh, nothing, dude. man. And like I said, he's not 100% vegan because he can have, like, turkey and stuff like that. But he's mostly vegan. Like, like gelatin is used in a lot of stuff. And, it, you know, it comes from, mm. you know, animal yeah. byproducts. So he has to, like, look at everything. Like, there, you know, he has to look at a bag of potato chips to see what it has in it. That's terrible. It's terrible, yeah. That's, that's, that's not a life worth living. Yeah. My, one of our friends at work, he went to um, – church with his mom and he hadn't been in church in a long time and they asked they said do you have any anybody you want to pray for and matt said yeah man he's like he's like i got this friend at work and uh man he's got this new sickness and uh and on i want to pray for him you know just he can eat pizza again <laughs> and they were like what he's like yeah, i just want him to be able to eat pizza again man yeah. <laughs> so they prayed for him to be able to eat pizza again and we're we're hoping that comes through true friend man yeah, that's that's a bud right there. That's a bud. Yeah. Hey, go ahead and play that next video too. Got Houston uh, Police Department responding to a. Uh, well, I gave it away right there, but how this this cop man, this cop went home and 
and thank his lucky stars. Look at that dude just standing in the yard, smoking a cig yeah. and chilling. What's you he doing? Still, dude, you still like too close. Whoa! Where, let's see where that. Oh, it cut out. That cop got out of the way. I want to see what happened to the guy standing in the yard. You want me to play it again? Yeah, play it one more time. See right. we. I'm trying to figure out. Is that guy standing in the yard? What's he doing? Is he on the phone? Maybe. Yeah. He's probably on. The, he's probably on the phone with the police. Or the fire department, hopefully. Yeah. He's, he's still standing too close. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, w watch it. Watch it again. Uh, I'll play it one more time. Look at the vehicle in the front. I didn't notice that the first time. I think that I think that truck crashed into the house and might have busted up like some gas lines or something. Oh. Oh, okay. You see okay. the bricks? Okay. The bricks are knocked off the side of the house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's like a Ford Explorer or something like parked yeah. in there. <laughs> Not parked. Wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. It, oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't catch that the first time. Yeah, Or, yeah, or the second catch. time, but yeah. Oh, man. That is wild. That's nuts. Dude, how would you, that dude? Well, that, that rules out meth lab. What if you're, what if you're <laughs> like at home? In your skivvies, eating a pizza. And <laughs> <laughs> some dude just crashes into your house. When you obviously haven't been bitten by an, uh, an evil tick. If you're exactly. sitting at home eating pizza. Well, and, and, and some dude just crashes in your house and your house blows up. Okay, I mean, man. What, when you wake up the next morning. I, like, won't, I won't give any names out because uh, we'll protect people I know in case they ever listen to the podcast, which they won't. But. When I was in college, this kid from Broken Bow, he, uh, I don't know, man, he, he wasn't just drinking. Apparently, he had gotten into a few other things that night, and I don't know what made him go crazy, but he drove his truck into, like, these people's house, like, these college kids' house, jumps out of his truck, runs in their house that he's just drove his truck through, and runs in their closet and says, y'all got to hide me! <laughs> and... <laughs> So, you know, they call the cops and they're like, we got this dude. He's just like hiding in our closet. Like, he just drove his truck through our house. Yeah, it was, it was wild. Wow. Man. Yeah, I know a guy. I was in college. He got out there that day. I was in college and, and it, was a, it was a Wednesday night, I think, late, like 10 o'clock at night. And I was saying bye to my girlfriend because the next morning we had to jump on a, on a bus to head to wherever we were playing football. I think it was Mississippi or something like that. Anyway, um, you just hear the clink, 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 and scratch, and you're just like, man, what is that? And this one one headlight truck just comes up and pulls into the parking lot. I'm like, I look, and it pulls up, and it was one of our uh, our guys on the team. And, dude, he was drunk as a skunk. <laughs> but anyway, he uh, he goes, hey, man. And he whispered, I hear the house. <laughs> I'm like, well, <laughs> well, where was the house at? It was always oh, just, you know, over there. He kind of explained where it was, what street it was on. A hit and run on a house. Yeah, he did. And dude, that car was jacked. <laughs> I don't, I don't know how he drove it home, dude. His, his, his wheel was at a 45 degree angle, and it was just moving like he, he, he hit it hard too. So my girlfriend and I jumped in her car and we drove down that road and found the house. Oh man, dude, he took out the whole corner of the house. Mm. And there, there are people just, we kind of just drove by. We didn't stop because there are cops and everyone. And, you know, poor old lady, man, was in her bathrobe just out in the house. Like, you could tell, like, just the the, <laughs> the pure confusion on her face. She's just like, I don't know what happened. <laughs> so, as far as I know, he never got caught. Yeah. Um, they, they told, you know, they told his, his roommate uh, said they towed his truck what? the next morning. But. Wouldn't they? Wouldn't the cops, Corey? Wouldn't they kind of run a, like a body shop, like kind of just go around the body shop, say, hey, if you get like something that looks, you know, pretty messed up, got some brick and stucco in yeah. the grill. Yeah. Um, we we have hit and run detectives. I don't know like what it takes to really get them called out to work something like that. Uh, I've I've heard stories where you know every every single part of your car has a number to it, like your headlight, all that stuff. And they can actually use that to trace it back to like what type of vehicle it was, even if it's not like a recognizable headlight or anything like that. So there's ways to find out. Um, I don't know if the, I mean, hit and runs happen more often than people getting wrecks and stay around on the shift that I work, working nights. Cause 
nobody driving after 12 o'clock has a license or insurance. <laughs> That's why I, I, I don't go anywhere anymore, like, yeah. at all. After, like, 9.30, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done, especially where I work. It's just n- nobody has a license. Nobody has insurance. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the uh, Brownwood PD, Brownwood, Texas Police Department, probably doesn't expend a lot of money on hit-and-run detectives. No. But one of the one of the best stories I've ever heard of this this happened in Broken Bow and it it would have made a great episode of Cops. So they get a call about a drunk man on a horse causing a disturbance at the McDonald's. So they pull up to the McDonald's and the problem is the guy is taking his horse through the drive-through but he's a little bit drunk. And he's not controlling the horse well, and he keeps like the horse keeps like backing into cars and like walking forward into cars and like scaring people. Well, the officers come and they try to, you know, apprehend the man. Well, he just like yaws the horse <laughs> and takes off through him, <laughs> sends them like both directions, and he takes off. Well, the wall the the way it is, it's like Walmart parking lot has a McDonald's in the parking lot, so he's weaving through the cars in Walmart parking lot. So these two officers, and I don't know who they are. This, this was in the paper, so, I mean, like, this had to be embarrassing because apparently at one point in time they tried to use pepper spray to apprehend him, and they sprayed each other somehow. And they got pepper spray on them, and he got away. The way they ended up catching him was two other guys on horses showed up and helped them apprehend him. And got his horse under control. That makes sense, because you can't you can't really pull a car up next to him. Here's the thing: where did those two guys on horses come from? They weren't with him. Was it here? This was in Broken Bow. Okay, well, yeah, I'm sure there's some horses. It wasn't around. a rodeo going on. It wasn't anything. So yeah, there was just randomly horses. guys on horses in town. No, they probably have police scanners. And they so they decided to get on their horses and come down there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that scenario plays out correctly either, man. <laughs> I, the only thing I can think of is there, there was one of them masked man and an Indian. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was the Lone Ranger. Uh, I I don't know what was going on, but anyways, it was a great story. There well, there was a time period where the Broken Bow newspaper had the most hilarious headlines I'd ever heard of. One of them was zombie-like woman on meth throws biscuit at like security guard or something like that and tries to bite him so like i don't know what happened but she throws a biscuit at this guy or actually i could be squeezing two stories together i think there was a biscuit incident and a zombie like woman on meth incident (laughs) is the problem (laughs) so yeah there was a time period where it was just crazy and i called my mom one time i was like what's going on down in broken she goes it's a salem's lot I have a question. I have a question for yeah. you, Jeff. You're with all these broken bow stories, like how exciting is that place really if a biscuit's making the news? Yeah. It, well, and what exactly is a biscuit incident? The biscuit incident was, I think it had happened twice, and it was people throwing. Um, I think one was frozen biscuits at a fast food restaurant. People, someone like as as using as a weapon, so it, it made the headlines. <laughs> So, anyways, I guess someone got violent and decided to throw a biscuit at someone, so they called the cops. But, yeah, it, Broken Bow is uh, Broken Bow is a great place to visit, and it's a beautiful town. But uh, when I was growing up there, it was uh, it was a little bit small, a little bit slow moving. So, you know, our headlines were kind of unique. <laughs> Plus, there was a Dude, lot of drugs. There used to be a lot of drugs. That's down a there. that's a good segue, my man, because I got a question. Yes. Can we all just agree that Bernie Sanders is stupid? I man, I don't know anything about politics. Yes. No, what, let's. Look, what did he no, do? This is outside of politics. Okay. All right. I don't. I don't care about anything about Bernie Sanders' politics. Yeah. Uh, you know who he is, right? He's like a yeah. hundred years old. Well, I know who he is. He's got that look on his face, like Will Ferrell doing the Harry Carey impression. Like, yeah. hey, how's it going? What's your favorite <laughs> planet? Mine's the sun. It's like the king of all planets. Yeah. So anyway. But he, uh, all right, first off, yeah, he's a chump. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, email evidence, tons of evidence that Hillary stole the primaries from him. Yeah. Yet goes out in the general election and backs her, hmm. without yeah. a doubt, right? So. I mean, if you don't do what the Clintons tell you to do, you could wind up dead. He's a puppet. All right, well, let's, uh, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He wants to stay alive. 
Now you have the Social Security Works Twitter account, which, come on, whoever's running this Twitter account needs to be fired too. It says FDR is the real Make America Great Again, and this isn't this isn't a pro-Trump thing. I, you know, whatever. That's yeah. that's your thing. Uh, FDR is not the is the real Make America Great Again president because of it. Uh, because if it weren't for him, older Americans wouldn't even get Social Security. Quote: I am Cardi B. You know who Cardi B is? I've heard of her. Yeah, she's a stripper that turned rapper. Yeah, right. Mr. Sanders retweets. Social Security Works, SS, at SS Works Twitter. Cardi B is right. If we really are going to make America great, we need to strengthen Social Security to the seniors that are able to retire with dignity they deserve. All right, man. First off, why are we quoting Cardi B when it comes to Social Security reform? Because the audience that you're going for cares what Cardi B says. Second off, <laughs> does that crusty old fart think that we're fooled into thinking that he knows who Cardi B is. <laughs> the man's a hundred years old. I guarantee you, he has no clue who Cardi B is. Yeah, I mean, he... who's this Cardi B? <laughs> What's sounds, the Cardi B? She sounds like she's got her social security. Do, do stuff I have together. that? <laughs> you know what I mean, though. Is yeah. that? But is that what politics have come to today? It's... A legitimate issue, which. You know, Clint, who who was it? Was it Clinton that ruined Social Security when he uh, allowed uh, the government to go in? And we should probably ask Cardi B. Probably. But uh, one of the presidents, I can't remember if it was Bush or, or Clinton, yeah, who allowed, who signed a bill that allowed the government to go into the 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 Social Security pension and use that to fund other other things, right? Which it wasn't supposed to. Yeah, which is why it's it's you know it goes without so, but it's a it is a hot political topic. Why is Cardi B the only one that we? I mean, is is that what it's come to, that you can't even discuss a legitimate concern facing this country and its citizens without throwing in Cardi B. I don't know, man. Like, you really can't pull off wearing a shirt like this if you go around voting for people. I don't know a lot about politics. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, but no, you know but what I mean? No, I get dude, where you're here's going the, with this. Here's the point, man. Like, well, Bernie Sanders doesn't know who she is. Well, like, that's that's who who loves Bernie Sanders. It's the new movement okay. of, of the uh, Democratic Socialists, right? Right. Am I, th and I do know young, that much. It's the younger kids. It's, and and it's you know, college people. kids because he's, he's and and who who has the biggest voice to these people? It's people who would be in entertainment, right? They're they're going to be more mm. prone to listen to what those people have to say. So why if he can connect? It doesn't have to make sense because they're out they're out of touch. Yeah. I mean, but the point is, is like. Do you remember when you were in college? Do, do you remember? Yeah. Like, did you have a few views that you've changed since then? Yeah, I, I voted for George W. Yeah. George I wouldn't w. do it today. I will say, man, and this. He's deep state like a mug, but that's just my opinion. <laughs> Don't get him started. <laughs> Run away. Run away. Oh, well, here's man. the point. The point is, I will is give like, George Bush credit. I think he's the funniest president we've ever had, like him or not. He's I the funniest. But, but here's the thing, man, is like. If your grandma, 90-year-old grandma, came in and said, hey, I was reading something that Cardi B wrote about Social Security. My grandma. Guarantee you, every one of those, any person who's like, you're, any, everyone who liked that tweet by Mr. Sanders, guarantee everyone, if their grandma or grandpa came in and said the same thing, they would look at them like they were fools. Dude, I'm going to tell you right now, there's no chance that my grandma has read anything in the last... 50 or 60 years that wasn't written by Jesus, Moses, or Louis L'Amour, all right? <laughs> Louis L'Amour? <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is all she's reading. Oh, yeah. uh, but that, you, you know what I mean, though? Yeah. Like, like let's, th these people are voting. Yeah. And if, if that's oh. what it takes to get someone to vote for you is to quote someone that you obviously has never heard, but everybody does it, both sides. They try to 
you know, they try to use someone that's high profile, you know, to that's popular that also agrees <clears throat> with them and their opinion. You know who doesn't do that? Who doesn't? Gubernatorial candidate Joe Exotic. <laughs> Joe Exotic. <laughs> Joe Exotic does not have to attach himself to anyone, man. He is his own famous person. That's what I like about him. No, he's he's definitely yeah, he's not playing that game. Now, but back to your point on Mr. Bernie Sanders though. Uh, this is this isn't new, man. It ain't like he's the first person to ever like you know, use a famous person, even a ridiculous famous okay. person. I mean, Donald Trump used a ridiculous famous person to get elected Who? himself. <laughs> okay. So that's more valid than here's that, that my point is is Bernie Sanders is a hundred years old. I mean, how old is Bernie Sanders? I don't know, man. Probably older than Joe Lewis. He's old enough for me to look at him and be like, There's no way that man knows. Hillary? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> Hey, Colin. Hillary? I I mean, you know, Jay-Z and Beyonce endorsed Hillary. Yeah. I still believe that she knows who they are. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. She's probably not singing Bonnie and Clyde with them, but she at least knows who they are. Well, maybe he just agreed. He was like, he saw her name. He was like, I agree with this person. I agree with this Cardi B. And they call themselves Cardi B, so I agree with Cardi B. And then someone showed him Cardi B, and he's like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, which but which the the the, the ironic. But he thing, flatlined for a minute. Oh, the funny thing or the ironic thing about this is it actually put him in some hot water. Really? With uh, strippers and um, prostitutes. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this: What do you think about what do you, uh, about Franklin D. About what Cardi B. said? Not you know no. anything about Franklin D. Roosevelt? Old people would still be voting for Franklin D. if it was allowed. Like he he was a big deal, and the reason was because you know the Depression era and everything. Yeah, oh yeah. He 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 put all the little government programs into place that uh, mm-hmm. that kind of helped people get back on their feet, helped the country get back on its feet. But then it's the carryover of that that a lot of people complain about now is developed this socialist like, um, you know, kind of government dependent mentality. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the welfare state. Yeah, that's so. that that's on him. I think I think it's kind of a hindsight deal though. Yeah. I mean, I I think it was necessary whenever we. What the, the New Deal? Yeah, you know that was necessary whenever we were trying to come out of the depression. But I think once we got back up on our feet, it, yeah. people became dependent on it, and then it started did, breaking the system. I know, I know, most people did around FDR here had, do it as a permanent solution, though, or was it because I, I mean, and, and it's been a long time since I studied history, but they're they're just it was a it was a big eye opening experience, you know, <laughs> like we had we but, had, but was his point like, hey, let's recover? We go and from then, an industrial revolution to a depression. I mean, it's a big deal. No, it's I get it. No, I'm I'm saying that it had its purpose. Yeah. My point is though, was the intention to get us out of the rut that the Great Depression put us in and then go back to the way it was. No, I don't think and so then, because I think they, they thought that would, you know, eliminate the chances of it ever happening again. Mm-hmm. You know, like basically you can't or, you can't trust that the economy is just always gonna take care of you. Or it made the people reliant more reliant upon the government allowing the deep state to come in and manipulate the citizens of this country. Are we about to crawl down a rabbit hole of no, not conspiracies? Not go there. I'm just saying, man. You I know, feel like, like that's where we're headed with this. No, the point is, is just kind of look at these things from, from a different point of view. That's yeah. all. Like, look, Here's my thing. Look at these decisions that these politicians make. With I think there are some sincere ones out there. But just, just here. it's not beyond the realm of possibility that they are doing it for a reason that may not have our best interest in mind. Well, you know, there was a time in this country where, um, you know, if you were the working man, then, you know, you voted Democrat. And yeah, the party and, lines have switched, basically. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's really changed and, uh, and everything. Um, I will say this. I, I'm not one of these people that um, has, like, a strong political affiliation. I wouldn't call myself a Democrat or Republican or whatever. I try to just listen to whatever I'm hearing and see if it makes sense. And if it makes sense, you know, First of all, I try to, you know, think about, you know, does it make sense because I want it to make sense or does it make sense because it's actually really smart? Yeah. Because for a lot for a lot of things that happen in government, it's way over my head because we want we're like kids at Christmas, you know, like this is what I want. We don't understand what our parents have to go through to give it to us. So like I try not to cross the boundary of, you know, claiming I know too much um and that I can just make demands and get what I want. 
but at the same time, you know, I also know like we're getting screwed over a lot of times. And like if we don't speak up and say something or do something, then we're going to get it even worse because money, power, and corruption go together. And if you got a oh, whole bunch yeah. of any of those, you're going to have the you other two with you it. You can't expect those people to be in office that long and yeah. not get corrupted. Did you know there's a stat out there? And I don't know how true it is. Every good thing comes with some problems. Yeah, no, I agree. There's a stat out there, though. And then, like I said, I don't know how how legit it is. But uh, apparently our, our, our budget to run this country uh, could be paid for by sales tax alone. Yeah. Income tax and all that other stuff basically goes to uh, pay uh, interest on debt from the uh, Federal Reserve. Yeah. So get rid of Federal Reserve, get rid of a lot of the debt, and uh, we can keep the large majority of our paychecks, which obviously would boost the economy because if you keep more of your paycheck, you spend it on more things. More things uh, create more sales tax. And if we're already running our budget now on the sales tax that we charge and more people were to keep their money and you get more sales tax, then you could do more stuff with the money. So yeah. one thing interest is a booger, man. Well, one thing uh, that, and it's the world economy, I'm assuming works the same way, but just – Money has to move so fast, everybody acts like. There just always has to be transactions going on, you know, all the time. And they just they want to see money just flying around. They don't ever want to see it sitting still anywhere. Mm -hmm. It has to be, you know, it has to be in and moving. So if you put your money in a bank, the bank's going to turn around. They're going to put it in the system. It's going to be moving. Um, you know, retail and everything else, you put it in, you know, and like you were saying, you know, you buy more stuff, you create more jobs so that people can work hard to buy more stuff. And then it seems like you're kind of running a vicious cycle of like, hold up, slow down, make better stuff, don't buy so much of it. Let's just like take it easy and slow down, chill out. That's kind of my opinion on it. I but agree. I grew up in a small town that doesn't move fast, and we throw biscuits at each other. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I've got the answers. I've just got some views. And you got, you got horses. I read, that, hey, I read that article with Mike about yeah. uh, our buddy – who was a sheriff down in Broken Bow. Oh, yeah. Who had the meth head grab his groin. <laughs> <laughs> Bless his heart. Bless his heart. Don't say his no, name. No. Oh. I don't think we said his name, man, just for that reason. Just because. That, you know what you should? We should get him on here to tell that story. I guarantee he would tell it hilariously. Yeah, next time he's in town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a, by the way, that's uh, a good dude right there, Mike's, man. By the way. Speaking of that, um, I think we hurt Mike's feelings. That's why he's not here. Mike, we're sorry. Um, second off, we got a complaint about what? the podcast. Really? Yeah. From who? I won't. I won't name sources. Okay. But I will. I will tell you what they said. They said uh, they don't want to hear us planning our next podcast on the podcast. They don't want to hear us planning our next yeah, podcast. Yeah, Mike. Mike at the time was the, the when I got the the message. Mike at the time was like, "I want Corey to do this, and I want Corey to do that." And yeah, there, was, there I mean? was a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I podcast. would say thirty minutes of it. He's like, "Yeah, Mike. Hey, we should do this for the next podcast. We should do that for the for our podcast by episode 40, I want to do this." Mm. And uh, so I went back and listened to it, and it's pretty bad. At the time, I was just kind of like. And whatever. But then someone put that tick in my head, and then I listened to it. I'm like, yeah, this is annoying, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like the first time I did my own podcast. I thought it was great. And then somebody else was like, hey, dude, your sound's all jacked up. So I was like, whatever, man. And I went back and listened to it. So yeah, it, it was awful. <laughs> it, was it sounds like I was, like, talking into a bowl of water. Like, it yeah. was really bad. Yeah. Well, can't please everybody, Josh. No, I agree, no. man. We do it for us. No. You like it? You don't like it? We're learning what we're doing. Don't listen. Maybe for, the next, Joe, say, Maybe for Joe, the next podcast, we'll do a little bit better for you. What's Joe Exotic say? <laughs> if you don't like it, you hit the stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good saying. So, all right. Well, then let's, uh, let's get going on something here. Now, um, we saw the video of the, uh, of the officers, you know, showing up to the, to the car accident and everything. Um, I do have a curiosity, uh, and maybe Corey can't even comment on this, but, like, what are some of the more unique things that that you can encounter, like, as far as, like, you get a call and they can't describe it. You just have to see it for yourself. He had like, to wrestle a 
naked PCP guy. Yeah, that happened a few weeks can you, ago. Can you, can you just let that guy go? Like, can you just hit dispatch? Like, dispatch, this man's naked. <laughs> Don't really feel like this well, today. Like, like on that deal, I mean, no, nobody was around. I mean, nobody called it in like they were being offended by it or, you know, it wasn't technically a lewd act because you can't, you know, do that to yourself. It had, there has to be a victim involved. And what had happened is we were responding to another call, and there just happened to be a naked guy running down the road. Just happened. Yeah, and I mean, we could we could, we, we could sign a ticket on that, but you know, normally when somebody's impaired to that degree, you can't take them to jail anyway right away. You're going to have to take them to the hospital. And since like none of our citizens were being offended by it, we just called IMSA, and they don't get offended by it either because they've seen way worse. Yeah. And uh, so we just loaded them up and just did it, <laughs> just did it as a sick call, let them go, you know. And, uh, you know, they're going to take him and get him sobered up and get, get him what he needs at the hospital. Because to me, that's more important than, you know, slapping a ticket on him because that's all it would be is yeah. indecent exposure. But, uh, I mean, you, as far as, like, how unique calls can get, I mean, it varies. Like, like 90, 99% of the time, you know what it is just reading what's on the call. Yeah. Um, but every once in a while, you know, it'll – somebody will be like oh there was a loud boom in the area that happened uh in one of the divisions and then all of a sudden you know i, I pull up my map and everybody's over there so i was like oh what's going on and then they start calling for more units and we're like oh okay so we go over there and just like in that video a dude blew his house up oh wow he was in the middle of his house and it blew up around him and he walked away from it but i mean there was pieces of his house for about a quarter mile do like wiley coyote little little singed hair on the top of his head like and he's smoke coming out his mouth. Yeah. Like, Ser- seriously, though, I mean, he's standing it, on the one piece of floor still intact. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you couldn't. Uh, I mean, you couldn't get within like a few blocks of it without seeing just wood and shingle and everything. I, I mean, the house was leveled to the foundation. Um, but like I said, most of the time calls aren't like spectacular. You you see what's on the call. They give you notes of what's going on. You know, like oh my son's acting out or something like that. You show yeah. up and sure enough, son's acting out about something stupid. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've had car versus house tons of times. It actually happens a lot. Uh, a lot of times it's the mailbox. I don't know what it is about drunk drivers and mailboxes, man, but that's like what they, they just tee off on them. We, we had a guy, we had a guy in a truck, um, that had gone through seven mail mailboxes before it disabled them all brick. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Was yes. it a Ford? Uh, I want to say it was a 250, maybe. It was a big truck, yeah. big like truck. a lifted truck. But I mean, it it was it was done. That truck wasn't going to get repaired. Oh man. Yeah. He, one of my friends, his his DUI story was just hilarious, man. He so he lives on this road. Hey, we don't we don't condone drunk driving. No, 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 not not hilarious in that. Oh man, everybody should go do this. But just how and he he would he would tell it this way, just how stupid he was. <laughs> He had gotten dropped off at home. So he was at home. Uh huh. This dude decides he needs to go get a hot dog from the quick trip. And he just can't stand not getting a hot dog from the quick trip. So he jumps in his Honda CRX like car that's like, I think he bought it for $200. And I remember in it, the window didn't roll up. He had a rope on the bottom and he would like pull the rope up to shut the window and then dally it around like a piece of the door. Like this thing was. <laughs> This thing was like a mad go-kart from Mad Max or something. So he's driving this, you know, just clunker of a little car, and he just misses the stop sign, drives into the ditch, and just crashes into the ditch and folds his hood up. Well, at that point, you would have thought, you know, like, hey, man, you don't need a hot dog. You need to go home. Dude backs the car out and then just keeps going. He's busted up both headlights. His hood's folded up, and he's just like, <laughs> Did he get a hot dog? I don't even think he got the hot dog, man. I, I'll have to ask him if he got the hot dog. But, um, but yeah, then he ends up like, you know, they called the cops. Or the cop was probably in there because Quick Trip was like the most happening place to be. Um, so, you know. No, this was in actually uh, Bartlesville, man. Bartlesville keeps it real. Oh. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, fry cook, the Bartlesville fry cook. Yeah, Bartlesville keeps it real, man. And uh, yeah, it was just when he told me, I was like, man, of all the dumb ways to go to jail, like, yeah. I feel a little bit better about some of my stupid stories, you know, <laughs> knowing that you backed that thing out and tried <laughs> to keep going. No headlines. <laughs> oh. oh, man. So. Yeah, speaking of that question uh, on that vegan thing, man. Yeah. Um, 
Because I think there's a bigger issue there. What's that? I think, and I was thinking about this the other day, had a conversation about it. You know, Facebook or Twitter or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, social media, uh, for that matter. Like, people have kind of learned or, or forgotten how to debate. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, you know, on Facebook, someone can post something. Yeah. And I can argue. Like, so, you know, whatever. You know, anything. You know, Social Security, Bernie, gun control, whatever. They can post something. I disagree with it. I can mm-hmm. go in and, and put my first talking point on there. And then they can come back and they can say, hey, you know, whatever. And then I can go back and, and hey, whatever, you know, and, and all that. And if, if, they, if they stick me, I can go Google something and find something and post an article and all mm-hmm. that. I uh, see that a lot. Yeah. And then you know someone – you know how you know someone wins on those things? With the first person to correct grammar or make fun of something like, you know, the way they use English. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, they, they don't have anything else to say, so they'll, they'll make fun of the English. But, you know, you, I was thinking about it the other day, and it's just kind of like we were talking about it, and I'm like, you know, when you, when you argue with someone in person, you know what I mean? If all you can do is talk your talking points, mm-hmm. you usually get beat if that other person's well-prepared and, and actually well-versed on their, their topic. And the thing, the beauty of an argument face-to-face or debate let's call it a debate because you know it's friendly whatever is when someone says something and it's something you haven't thought of and such a good point that the person like gets you know just kind of they can't say anything like mm-hmm. it's you you can tell by the look on their face whether they say it or not is they haven't thought of it you know what i mean yeah i, I know exactly what you mean i was uh watching the debate um it was one of the last debates between uh, John McCain and Barack Obama. And McCain had just kind of like, he just was losing this thing real bad. And it got to where he wasn't even talking. He was just shaking his head like, <laughs> you know, like like, exactly. you know, like like he didn't agree, but he didn't know what to say. And he just started like kind of like writing on a little notepad. I looked over at my buddy. I'm like, dude, he's to the point. He's just like drawing Obama <laughs> pictures with, <laughs> with devil horns, <laughs> with like devil horns and an eye patch. Yeah. You know, I was like, you know, he, he didn't even know what to say anymore. And I just remember thinking like, I've never seen anyone like look this unprepared to be where they are, especially right. when where they are was like, you're this close to sitting in the white house. If you just like know how to talk, you know, but you know, Obama just, you know, he had all the momentum, and McCain just looked horrible. And I just remember thinking, like, I've never seen anybody just get beat like this. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. And and that, you know, used to happen. Now, you know, you have all these, you know, people just spouted on 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 whatever, yeah. and and then and or they'll just ignore it if they don't have anything else to say. They'll just ignore it. Well, and it, it becomes a big long run on about like I, what I googled versus what you googled anymore and that's oh, just you can that's find just stats so, on anything man. yeah and that's just so you're you're always going to be able to find something to support your opinion um the biggest thing is is i get mad because so many people are willing to write these paragraphs and paragraphs and paragraphs of like you know all these problems and all these you know solutions and this is what would fix it and this is what it is and this is what you don't understand and to that i'm like you know like what in the world have you ever ever in your personal life what have you ever seen was wrong and actually fixed and ran into the kind of problems that force you to like reconsider like what it would actually take to fix it because instead of people like looking at all these big scale problems that they're never going to touch i'm like try to fix something in the world around you speaking of that you ever heard of jordan peterson no he's a professor in canada uh he he made he kind of became famous because uh Canada's going through this big, like, identity crisis, mm-hmm. you know, where you have the, the Zs and the Zers and all that. They're, so, they're trans country. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, it's, it's, it's you know, I identify, you know, so, and dude, it's, there are, what, 50-something of them you can technically be. Hmm. So, you can be a man that identifies as a woman that is attracted to men that's one thing. Or you can be a man who identifies as a woman but is attracted to women. You see what I'm saying? And that's another yeah. uh, he, she, you know. And so they're doing that. So he's this this professor who's basically uh, uh, like, no, nah, man, just you know, look down in the shower. And if you got oh. something, you're a he. And if you don't, you're a her. 
and that's all there is to it. And so they, he gets a lot of ridicule. Well, why does it have to be identified? And that, this is a part that I don't understand. You know, there was a time when people didn't want labels. Like, if you like, don't label me, man. I'm more I, than that. I, I, I prefer. And to now everybody <laughs> wants their hey, own label. Hey, the man and the woman label is kind of a necessity. Well, no, but what I'm talking about is instead of being like, well, what are you? And like having some term that, that says what you are is like, yeah. Well, used to you just say like, what's this dude's deal? It's like, oh, well, you know. He, he likes to wear dresses, like but he's into girls, so, you know, he won't, you know, that's what he's, that's his deal. Well, okay, from a dress standpoint, like clothing, like who, who makes, like what makes, what makes clothing a male or female? I mean. Because, I mean, in, in reality, you think like, okay, well, someone's wearing a skirt. Threads yeah. are threads, man. Anybody can wear them. Well, but my point is, it's a skirt. Yeah. So everyone's like, oh, that's girl clothes. Yeah. Whereas if you go to Scotland, I mean, technically a kilt is a skirt, and men wear them all the time. So, so it's really culture that defines the the dressing yeah. part of it. But his thing is, is like, no, man, it's like you got a Y chromosome, you're a dude. You got a, uh, an X chromosome, you're z you're a, a a female. Two X's, you're a female. Y chromosome, you're a dude. That's that's yeah. all it is. That's how simple it is. And they they blew up on him. But anyway, that's how he came to fame. I mean, that's just kind of how people got to know him was through that controversy. But he actually makes a good point from these these college students who are out these social justice warriors and all that, which he's a big uh, proponent of. A, he 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 tells women at these these seminars that he goes to. He said male feminists are the biggest threat to you. Yeah. You know, because there's something wrong with that dude. Yeah. Uh, which I would agree, because because you know his his uh, his ultimate was is like just natural whatever. He's he's got ulterior motives. He can't be trusted. Yeah. For most of them, which, you know, most people would kind of look at it like, yeah, dude, <laughs> we know you don't believe that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the guy's like, I shave my beard because it, you know, because a woman can't grow it. So it's not fair. It's like, yeah, dude, whatever. Yeah. You know, but anyway, his his point is this to these these social justice wars. He says, make your bed, clean your room. And and someone goes, what? He goes, clean your room. He goes, why would I, he goes, why would we expect you or trust you to go out and fix problems like gun control and, uh, and those kind of things when you can't even get your own life straight? Yeah. And that's kind of what his point is, is start with your room, get to the point where you get into a habit of cleaning your room every morning, then get in and take that to whatever, and then progress to it. That's the problem. The problem don't even be these people that are fighting these, the vegans, that are fighting this dude chopping up a, a deer leg in his thing don't even have their own lives together. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now they're out here trying to save the environment and completely oblivious to it because if you really think about it, conservation-wise, hunters do more for animal conservation than, than the vegans do. Oh, yeah. I, I was they a, spend uh, more money. I was a paying member of the National Wild Turkey Federation when I, back when I hunted. I don't, I don't hunt anymore, and I, I haven't you know, done anything like that. But, you know, they'd hold a banquet every year, and we would raise money, and the whole deal was for the conservation of the, of the areas. Now, you know, there's a lot of hunting laws. Like, it's super regulated. Right. And, and the people that, that care about it and do it the right way, um, they, they do care about mm -hmm. the uh, – they want to save the outdoors. 11% 11, 11 of all hunting license goes to animal conservation. Most of them work with the state, too. Your, your state has, you know, people in charge of the, you know, the wildlife department, and, you know, hunters are who's working with them. Well, the other thing, too, is, is you, you know, from a vegan standpoint, that those plants you're eating – yeah. You can't those crops don't exist if you can't kill animals because yeah. those animals will will ravage those. Yeah, they're going to eat it before you do. Yeah. So the, the fact that you have food is based on the fact that you're conserving it. That deer is going to die anyway. Either that deer is going to going to get shot and, and be fed in antlers in, in Canada or a pack of wolves or a, a, a bear or something's going to get it. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. that's just life. That's how nature is, yeah. and so. Well, and it would be different if the hunting laws were like, were not conservative. You know, um, if they were just set up to make money. And I think that's why people have a problem with the big game hunting that goes on. It's like, is there really like, should we be killing these animals? The, and the you go to these countries, stuff? yeah. And I get, I get that. I get that. You know, but when it comes to like, like you said, when it comes to when it's conservation. 
You know, it's not like, you know, they're animals well, that they you're can't. allowed to hunt that are endangered. You're well, not allowed they, to hunt endangered. You're not allowed right. to, they, if it's threatened, you're not allowed to hunt it. I mean, and most hunters don't, don't want to mess with that because, you know, that's. But like bears, you have to kill bears. Yeah. You have to, or else or the relocate. moose and elk population ends up diminishing. Yeah. You know, so there, there, is, a, there is a checks and balance to it. Um, well, the problem, the problem isn't so much that, you know, like, like what, what you're saying is right, but also a, a big reason why a lot of these animals are nuisances is because we keep moving into their areas. I mean, like, we keep building, oh, yeah, we keep, it's, there's a thing going on, man, and it's called urban sprawl, and it needs to stop. And and it's it's this whole idea of like everybody thinks that they need to like spread out these communities and these neighborhoods and it's just they just keep branching out and getting out further and further and further and further to where after a point it's like you know you can't go five miles without passing four WalMarts you know and and everything it's innovation my man there's I'm just saying That's there's capitalism. there's there's better there's better ways of designing. And, and stuff, that's just a lazy way of designing, and it's kind of a cash grab for people that own land to get it developed and stuff like that. So yeah. um, there, there's better ways of, of designing communities and stuff. And we just don't do it because it's easier to build out, and it's cheaper to build out, and there's more money to be made. Yeah. But, um, but no, the thing, though, like you said, the whole make your bed, and, and I'll go back to that because I think it's an important point. You, you need to be impacting the world around you in ways that you can impact it, not – getting on social media, not trying to get on social media, not trying to be famous, not trying to get your 15 minutes of fame to be looked at, to get attention and all this stuff because, you know, a lot of what people do, it doesn't affect anything. They're just trying to get their name and their face out there and they're just trying to get, you know, affirmation that, that they matter, that they count, that, you know, they want to get those likes, they want to get those shares, they want to get things like that. But it's like, what are you doing to yeah. change the world around you directly? Are you doing anything? Or are you just standing in the way of people who are trying because you just want to get out there and yell and scream and holler? Yeah. And you, you value your opinion probably way too much. So Dude, that's, that's my hey opinion man, on it. That is no lie, man. People value their opinion way too much. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, there's More than likely, you're the only one who really values your opinion. I mean, unless you're a, a subject matter, I record expert. my opinion because it's important enough that people need to hear it. So exactly. <laughs> Where are we at on time, Corey? We are at 57 minutes. That's that's a good spot, man. No, that that is. But um, no, no, that's we, a good point, man. It's like my personal opinion. I don't care about your opinion unless I ask for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? If there's a topic and it comes up in conversation, okay, that's that's one thing. But there are people, man, that force it on you all the time. Yeah. All the time. Could I uh could could I play devil's advocate on this, especially on the social media thing? I think that's the way people communicate now. And it, I think it's not as good as the old way where people would, you know, commune together and talk, but I think that's the way people communicate. I mean, look at our present president. Yeah. I mean, we went from the fireside chat back in the day to Twitter. Yeah, and it's terrible, but I mean, there's all this misinformation. Uh, well, but especially but, on social media. Well, but it, to do that, he went on Twitter to bypass a biased media. Right, right. So, so there are no, there are benefits. It's a tool, is all it is. It's a benefit. Uh, it's a tool that, when used correctly, can be a beneficial thing. Uh, however, that's all people are doing now. It's just arguing on social media. Yeah, right. But they, well, then that's the thing. And the other thing is, is like, they'll 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 argue with you in person, or they'll try to argue with you in person, and you'll Here. say something, and they'll agree. Oh yeah, well that that's not what I meant. What I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Here's my my problem my problem isn't necessarily with like the platform of social media. It's it's the people. <laughs> I find that uh, people now. Kind of like you were talking about, you know, how the old school style of debate's kind of dead. Well, it used to be like, here's my statistics and facts. Here's my statistics and facts. All right, let's argue which one is better, which one would have the best result. To now, it's just, I'm emotional about this. Let's see who can scream the loudest. Yeah. And whenever I go out online and I'm trying to have a debate or a discussion with somebody who posts something that I think is normally ignorant, you know, I, I post up a lot of statistics, a lot of stats like, well, 
you remember when we tried this, 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 and this is what happened. And they're like, no, that's not the way it was. And it's like, uh, okay, all right. I guess the <laughs> truth isn't the truth, you know? Yeah. And that's what I run into a lot. And, you know, you, you, you bring up the whole, uh, you know, the social media thing like a week after I got in trouble with my wife for posting on social media. But what I was talking about was just statistics and especially like tactics when it comes to like these, uh, these protests, yeah. like the teacher's protest that just ended, you know, a week ago. I felt like they went about it the wrong way. So I disagreed, and I said, this is why I think you guys are going about it the wrong way. Mm. And it turns out I was right about every single bit of it. <laughs> and it had nothing to do with, <laughs> and it had nothing to do, it had nothing to do with me being rude or thinking that they're, what they were saying was dumb, but that's the way they took it. I'm just like, listen, I want you guys to get a raise, and I want to get funding in all these schools, but that's not what happened. Yeah. Uh, you, you went well, and you tried and to force. And that's the thing is you can't, you can't, you read people's tone the way so if you're like for example if you are emotional about the the teachers you know whatever mm-hmm. and you're reading what you wrote you are reading it with this hateful tone in your head even though it may be the most calm whatever you know what i mean but as you read it you're you know you're hearing yeah. it as as a hateful thing so say and, and and everyone says that too everyone's like Everyone's like, uh, oh, well, your tone doesn't come across in the email or, you know, and all that. And it's like, okay, well, you say it, but every time you read something I say, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's why can't you just read it with a neutral, you know, kind of. So, that I mean, that's really all it boils down to. But Well, I know I follow a lot of people on Twitter, and I mainly follow them because I want updates on things that they talk about or know about. I want to know – when I follow someone, you want to like know. A, you want to know what Cardi B stance on Social Security is. No, I, I don't follow Cardi B. See, I don't. I don't care what she's up to. I follow like a lot of sports writers. You want to know stuff. Bernie Sanders' view on Cardi B's stance on Social Security? I don't follow him either. <laughs> I follow. That's the point, man. I'm saying I follow like these. I follow like these. These like you know news outlets and and beat writers and stuff like that because I want to be able to get updates on newsworthy things. You know instantaneously without having to like sit down and watch the news or sit down and read the paper because yeah, I've got kind of a busy life being out like being a surveyor I'm, I'm out working so I, when I got onto Twitter that was like I was like this is the best tool ever because people can update me on news mm-hmm. but you know, then, Twitter's, the, see, Twitter's the best but, news source but then you but get somebody, more follows instead of going for news if you put news out there you'll get people following you like they follow the weather right and it's not it's not good for marketing but if you go out there and you tweet for responses, oh man, it's you, a catch. It's a it's a catch twenty two though. Because yeah. how many times have you seen somebody react, respond, or share a news story like on Facebook or Twitter or something that's totally fake? A lot. Yeah. So it, it, it's a good tool if you know how to use it. Like you can sit there and like up to date news is just always on your wall. Mm-hmm. But what you have to do is you have to check out like Snopes or some of these fat Dude, checking don't check websites. Snopes, man. So they're not ro- they're not wrong all the time. Some, Snopes is owned by the Clintons. Yeah, they're biased. But I mean, you have to look at these fact checking websites yeah. to see if it's true or not. Because time after time after time, one of my friends will be like, "Oh, you know, they got they got Trump Russia collusion," and then it's like you go and you actually do a little bit of digging, and you're like, "No, it's like a friend of a friend of a friend got an email from a guy with a Russian last name that worked at Burger King." Yeah, you know, it's just totally false, and it's it's like I said, it's a good tool and it's a bad tool. I think right. for some people, if they're intelligent and they know how to use it, it's it's a good tool. You know I think who'd... for people that are overly emotional that will sit there and jump on it and use it to make whatever argument they want to make, it's bad. I will say one thing about Twitter, though, that it is way better than Facebook for the simple fact that Facebook, you can't get on there without seeing what someone thought looked delicious. I'm like, Dude, there's I don't, a lot of food on Facebook. I've cooked a lot of things from that those tasty videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, man. You, you can't even get on Facebook without having to see a bunch of those or a bunch of weird sayings that, like, someone found because they were depressed and started Googling things about their breakup. And, uh, and whatever. You know, you know what I hate are those posts that's just like a colored background in like bold text. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And it's sometimes it's like a quote by somebody or it's just like some random thought. Yeah. I, those are the yeah. worst. I, I want to ask people like, you know, like go back and look at your feed two years later. Were most of your thoughts random or profound because you thought they were profound? <laughs> Dude, 
I've seen Dude, Pete, I was I've, the biggest tool <laughs> nine years ago. I don't believe it, Josh. Dude, like <laughs> I refuse I, to I, believe dude, it. I'm, I reading, I'm reading it. through. I'm three <laughs> reading through some of these things. Like, man, I talk about the gym like obnoxiously a lot. Yeah, you know, delete that. Delete I think that. one of my earliest tweets was like me arguing with the commode, and I decided to like write what I was yelling at it on Facebook because I didn't know what else to put on there. I was. I don't Dude. know. I've always I've always been really good at it. You know who? You, you know who? I will say you are pretty good at it. I, no. I do read most of what you put out. Do you know? You know who's good at Twitter? Who's that? UCF's football. Oh yeah. Yeah. Dude, All they're right. still claiming national championships. Really? UCLA went after them today. UCLA's uh, uh, Barstool Sports. Yeah. Um, went after them today, and dude, it's. I like trolling random people on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, uh, UCF basically, you know, says something about being – because their, their sheriff or their on-campus ca cars put 2017 national champions oh. for football, right? And uh, <clears throat> anyway, so UCLA, Barstool Sports, UCLA gets on them, right? Like, hey, you, you know, you're making yourself whatever. And he's like, you know, people are still talking about us winning the national championship, so obviously it's working. Well, some dude comes in and goes, you know, say UCLA, John. Like, if you got your, you know, like, school, like, Sooner Joe, all right, like, get at it. You lose all credibility. But he's like, at least we earned our uh, 114 national championships. And he goes, uh, he goes, you know, claiming national championships for no reason and whatever. And the dude comes back and goes, oh, going undefeated? <laughs> Uh, is no reason. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just put that little gif of a guy doing this with an L like, here you go. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Anyway. All right, man. That's an hour. Yeah. Top of the dude chain. Uh, hit us up on the social media. Top of the dude chain dot com. Yep. You got anything? Nope. Just remember Bartlesville keeps it real. Bartlesville keeps it real. Golly. Top of the dude chain. <laughs> Later, guys. We're out. <laughs> Oh, <laughs>